Wait a minute, are we lost? Nah, man, we're wander lost. <laughs> You're all, all about the ball gags? All about the ball gags, because how could you not be? Do you please tell me more about this, uh, <laughs> this ball gag, Lee? No, it was, just like, it was just like a running joke that, you know how we have those like tarps, those tarp like, um, I guess you could, like coverings Tents. on the deck? Yeah. yeah, the tarp tents. And you there's like the little elastic bands that have the ball in them that you wrap around and it secures it. Ah, uh, yes. The classic yeah, ball I, gag. I figured out if you put it around your head and into your mouth, it works exactly like a ball only, gag. Only so. you. Only you would come to this wonderful conclusion. Well, you know, if you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. So... <laughs> And we have been recording since the beginning of all of them. Oh, of course we have. Of course we have. <laughs> What's up, everybody? What's up, YouTube? What's up, Wanderlusters? We are back again. Week, is this five or is this week six? This is week six. Week six. Week six, baby. And we're here. Mitch Talking and Lee. about ball gags not going to be the subject of the story. Well, I, I actually don't know what the subject of the story is. There might be some ball gags in the, in the story. Well, I guess we'll find out. But you're here <laughs> listening to episode six of Wanderlust, a podcast hosted by Mitchell and I, where we go and we talk about travel. We talk about stories, experiences, the good, the bad, the ugly, the ball gag, all of the above. The sprit and the sprat. Indeed. And this week, we have our second guest, the beautiful, the illustrious Lane Klossner. Hello. Hello, hello, hello to all my fans out there. <laughs> Lane, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, of we course. We're very excited to have you on and to hear your wonderful stories. We know that you are an avid traveler and have done your fair share uh, especially over the last few years. So we're excited to hear your stories. Um, but I guess just jumping right into it. Do you want to kind of, you know, tell us where you are right now in the world, what you've been up to? And uh, if you could please tell us what your epitaph would be, um, that would be great. Epitaph for all of you who are not aware is what you would put on your tombstone. Just a quote. Uh, your quote. Hmm. Well, unfortunately, that's not something I've spent much time thinking about in my life thus well, we're far. We're already throwing you in the hot seat, so we're giving yeah. you the opportunity now to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'll start with I am currently in Maine, which is where I grew up. I'm in my childhood bedroom right now. And... Oh, wow. Look at all those <laughs> posters of Edward Cullen. Oh, my <laughs> God. You were such a Twilight fan, were you? Oh, yeah. Anyone who knows me could have told you that. <laughs> you also, I see on the wall, you have about 12, maybe 20 different trophies from your debate team. Is that is that true? Is that what you're looking at? Yeah. Wow. Oh, geez. no, that is my Windsor Mountain corner. <laughs> oh, I see. Those are all my awards that I won as a camper. Actually, a fun fact is that one year I did win four awards in one summer, and I'm pretty sure the summer after that, they had a rule that one award per camper. So Wow, wow. You know, you know great humble brags. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, there's nothing humble about that. Just like straight up great brag. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, I'm in Maine right now. I'm sitting at my bedroom office. Um, 
So that's been fun, but I'm moving to Boston soon. Oh, that is very exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to have a home for the first time in a few years. And I'm excited to not be in my parents' home as much as I love them. And I do love them very much, but it's time. (laughs) The the glory of living in your own four walls and a roof is is definitely a a wonderful feeling. You know what they say? Yeah. Boston. You know, New York is the city of dreams. Boston is the city of jobs. No one moves (laughs) to Boston because they have a dream. They move there because they have a job. And no one moves to New York because they have a job. They only move there because they have dreams. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's mutually exclusive. You can't have both. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Can't have one. So and, and we're not going to, so let's not talk about your dreams then Lane. Let's talk about your job. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What, what brings you, what brings you to Boston then? What, 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 why the sudden uh, pick up and, and move to uh, the city of jobs and dreams? Let's be honest, Boston. Well, <laughs> you can, dream in boston in fact i'm moving there for a job surprise oh hey. oh, oh my god who called it wow <laughs> yeah so i am working a job that i have yet to work in person so uh, i know all of my coworkers only via zoom and microsoft teams which is a very strange place to be in um what, i think what do you prefer, i like them zoom, zoom or teams uh for messaging teams but (laughs) for videoing zoom the teams the teams videoing is weird so i I avoid it it so crazy that you can start a job you've never met any of these people for the most part in person and the first time you will meet them is about what like six six months in now or or seven six or seven months into it for the first time in person i mean talk about the age of covid i mean we we talk about covid a lot uh on the podcast but yeah what what a crazy time (laughs) yeah it's i feel bad because i haven't actually met these people but i need so much from them on a daily basis because i have Mm. so many questions and i still have no idea what i'm doing um and so I'm just constantly asking them for help, but I don't actually know them. So that's fun. Well, very exciting that you're going to be in Boston soon and you're going to be in your own place. And do you have a, a roommate set up already? Because previously on the podcast, uh, Lee has shared his fair share of experiences with meeting people in a new city uh, and moving <laughs> in. Uh, it didn't really go that well for him, but I assume that you not. might have some friends lined up or... You have another yeah. strategy for kind of connecting with some people to move in with? I think that my situation will be a little bit better than the stories Lee has told. Um, I'm going to be living with, well, it's so it's a four bedroom apartment, but uh, like priced as a three bedroom. So we'll have a nice like extra room. Very fancy. Little win-win. I know. Um, but I'm going to be living with a girl that I trained with at work. So we've never met in person, but we bonded over Joni Mitchell during training. So I think that'll be good. <laughs> and then um, we're still working on the third. So nice. we'll Best <laughs> Very of luck exciting. finding someone. Best of luck. Thank you. Oh, and That's I so- do know that um, one of our other camp friends actually just texted me. She's going to be living right nearby. She just got oh, nice. an apartment down there. Oh, mm-hmm. Very nice. Stella and Helena. Stella, oh, Stella Plank. Plank. Yes. A dear Jinx, friend. You owe me a soda. 
Um, no, that's awesome. That's good. I wasn't aware that they were moving out of Philly. So nice to have some, some more people in the area in the city of jobs. I assume they're moving there because of a job. Nope. Strictly they're moving James. there for a family. <laughs> they're both from that area. For some reason, the first thing I thought was that they were going to like have a baby or something like that. And like, that's why the family was coming in. But I'm <laughs> no. glad that they're moving back for family because their family's from Boston. That's yeah. so exciting. Yes. Yeah. It'll be nice. Yeah. Very exciting. And so to f- finish up our little, our little hot seat uh, segment of the podcast, could you please tell us your quote? Your uh... so yeah. yeah. For example, um, you know when Mitchell asked me this question the other day, my my first response was, "Wait, I didn't sign up for this." Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really stuck. Like, I don't know. I can't come up with anything deep and meaningful in this moment. I, I think it, you really should just trust your gut. Whatever you yeah. think at this moment is probably what you want. I mean, honestly, the first thing that came to mind was, well, I did it. <laughs> so. that's, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. I mean, in a way, I guess it's kind of like a year, but like it, it's kind of like your yearbook quote. So thank I mean, you. Hags. 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 <laughs> well, that's it. That's hags. the only thing on the tombstone. But hags. I feel like. I feel like the further into the future we go, it's going to get to the point where you can also just put emojis on your, on your, your, your tombstone as well. Oh, I so hope it'd be like hags. And then maybe just the, the emoji with the guy with his I hands up not. shrugging. On that note, Lane, um, obviously Wanderlust is a story about travel, about trips, the good and the bad. So, you know, we brought you on here because I feel like you've got a good story, maybe something to share from, from the multitude of, of adventures you've been on. I certainly have a story and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know boy. what? I like, I like the whole undersell overperform thing. I, I'm really into that. So let's go there. So um, yeah, I, so last year, or I guess two years ago, pre COVID for the five months, pre COVID, I was traveling around Europe, mostly solo. Um, but I did visit some friends along the way, Mitch being one of them. Yeah, so I got to visit some friends and got to do some solo travel and make some friends, which I always love doing, as you both probably know. Um, and so in like probably the third month of my travel, I spent three weeks living and working at a hostel in central Albania in Berat, which was like a beautiful little town it's one of the UNESCO World Heritage Sites for its like historic neighborhoods. And the hostel I was working at was in one of the two historic neighborhoods. So it was gorgeous, tons of fun. And I was one of, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, what was the hostel called? Did it have like a quirky name? Oh, or? yeah. little plug for Maya Hostel, named after the owner's sister. Oh, wow. Um, Very tasteful. Yeah, the owner was Ed Mir. He's from the town. His parents... And he opened the hostel and he mainly runs it, but they would swing by every now and then to visit. Um, Mom, not now. I'm hosting the pub crawl for all the hostel people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what it was like. I was one of four volunteers. So it was myself, Timmy, who is a, he's from, he grew up in Japan, but he's half half Japanese, half Welsh. 
Um, and then a couple from Argentina and they had all been there a while longer. I think he ended up working there like three months total and they were there like two months total. And I was there like at the end of both of their times working because the hostel actually closed for the season on December 15th. And I was there like mid November. So it sounds like there was like a nice, a nice little community going on. Uh, yeah. Well. Like people that have kind of been there for a while. So when you got there, you know, everyone was able to welcome you in and kind of. You yeah, exactly. Taken under their wing, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, and oh, please, please it, it was like, it, because it was the end of the season, it was pretty slow. So like some days we wouldn't have anyone check in and it got a little boring, but it was a good chance for like me and Timmy would always just like go for hikes behind the hostel or go up to the castle across the river and drink beers overlooking the city. Like a lot of cool experiences for exploring. Um, Yeah. So there was several different uh, roles that we could do. Um, The really nice thing about this hostel was that he actually had a woman come clean it every morning. So we were not cleaners, which is very unusual. Anyone who's worked, anyone who's worked in a hostel will say like the majority of their job is just like making beds and cleaning bathrooms. But that, that was not. must be vulgar. I, hey, shout out to all the hostel workers out there that are <laughs> cleaning up beds and toilets in the hostel where God knows what has happened. You know yeah. what? If we have anybody with some terrible ho- hostel experiences as employees, please write in, reach out to us. We want to hear your stories. I mean, I'm sure, Lane, you can agree, though. There's some, probably some, some challenging times as a, as a hostel employee now. Yes, definitely. Um, I did not experience any as an employee, but I've seen some as a hostel guest. Mm. So, yes. so you've, you've seen some, you were a part of some. As <laughs> I a guest. will say that I was never a part of any horrible hostel experiences. You don't need to I, say it. We know, we know what happened. I'm a great guest. So thank Lane, you. <laughs> since we're all on zoom, you can just blink twice for yes and blink what Okay, and she said yes. She's witnessed That's it. So there. many blanks, Lane. You only had to blink <laughs> twice, not like six times. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So my the roles that we could do there was three shifts a day, and we would just the night before because there was only four of us. We would decide who was working which which shift, and then whoever wasn't would get the day off. But really, that just meant they were hanging out on the couch and didn't have to get up if a guest came in. <laughs> um, so if you worked okay. the morning shift, you had to get up at like. 6 30 or 7 and run down to the local market and get all the stuff for breakfast and prepare it and set it out so really that was like the hardest shift but it wasn't that hard you would just like do breakfast and then eventually once everyone had eaten you'd clean it up and I didn't have to cook anything which is good because I hate cooking and I usually cry if I have to cook so it was mainly just like boiling eggs and slicing apples well, interesting that you used the word boiling. Um, for, for all of you who uh, don't follow the, um, the Wanderlust Instagram, first of all, go follow it. Uh, it's, we have a great source of content, way to engage with the Wanderlust <laughs> community. But um, last night, uh, our very own Mitchell Cohen tried his very first boiled beer. I highly recommend a boiled beer. Uh, for anyone out there you know what does got, that mean well lane let me tell you have you had a mulled wine before yeah 
And you know how wonderful a mulled wine is around the holiday season. You're sitting outside. There's maybe a fire, depending on where you are. You've got the, 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 the smells, the aromas of the burning wood, the pine. Maybe you've got some, some Christmas tunes. Yes. Right? Yes. I've had all of that. <laughs> Fuck mulled wine. Boil some beer. <laughs> pour that, pour that, pour that in your mug. Get, get mulled wine out of your head. It, wait, was this, is this something that you did or you like ordered this at God damn right. It was, it, it, should was be literally... in, it should be in restaurants. It's not yet. We're, did we're you pushing. create this or is this something that you like found a recipe for? Uh, it's okay. There's no recipe lane. It's boiled beer. You take your beer, you <laughs> pour it in your, in your My mistake. And you I told you, I up. cry when I cook. And I'm telling you, this is a super easy one. Anyone can do it as long as you're 21, 21 years or older. Uh, we're not going to say In the continental United States. Yes. Uh, otherwise, uh, you know, if you're in a foreign country, follow follow the rules and regulations that are in place. Put Adhere in- to local guidelines, please. Thank you very much. Uh, you take a can of your finest beer. This could be a craft beer. This could be a, a, a cheap beer. Uh, I believe last night we were sampling um, boiled fosters. I would love to try a PBR. I think a PBR is a fine, fine beer uh, that I think would taste good in a boiled form. But you you take that beer and you you, you put it in the kettle. Uh, You boil it. Uh, I wouldn't do the whole can because we did learn that uh, you do get quite a bit ahead from the kettle. (laughs) Go to your store, pick up some beer, throw it in your kettle. Everyone should experience it. Also, Moose, I'm a little offended that you asked if I'd ever had mulled wine because we shared a very lovely mulled wine together in the winter wonderland, whatever that place is called. Oh my God, we did actually, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. How so could sorry. you forget? Like, he forgot about that. He forgot I can't about believe you. I forgot I know. about that. Another thing that Lane did, which uh, I'm sorry for just uh, releasing all of your, your your deepest, darkest secrets, Lane, to our, our it happens. wide range of, of podcast <laughs> listeners. Lane's a really incredible singer. Um, and so we went to a, a, an English pub called the Perky Nell, close to where we were, uh, li- where I was living at the time. And she just, uh, there was some live music that night, pre-COVID. Uh, and she just walked right up, grabbed the mic and started singing with the whole band. And everyone loved it. Everyone loved it. So it was fun. <laughs> yeah, I will, I will say, I think they did invite me. I don't think I just grabbed the mic, but it's we, we have a better whatever happened you just walked up yeah. you just you did just walk up there for sure yeah. yep yep great so <laughs> where were we <laughs> oh i boiled said, eggs yeah you said boiled eggs you yeah, said yeah, yeah. Boiled okay eggs. so i made breakfast so that's the morning shift then the other shift was like wait i'm trying to think of the hours yeah yeah so that was till like noon then like noon to six and your only responsibilities were like if someone came to check in you checked them in Mm. Or like you help guests if they have questions or whatever. You can just be hanging out in the common space, which is all like, it's like a living room, eating area, desk area, all in one. So you just, you can like sit on the couch until someone needs you at the desk and it's really chill. And then same thing with um, six to like 10, 11 midnight, whenever people went to bed, you just shut off the lights and go up. But usually like the owner stayed there too. And like, we would all just be hanging out in the like common space at night anyways. So no one was really working unless someone showed to check, showed up to check in, which didn't really happen because it was the end of the season. Um, and then usually the owner was just like, oh, I'll close up, go to bed. <laughs> so 
it was pretty relaxed. It was nice. Yeah. I really liked traveling in the off season because other than the times where I was like the only person in a hostel, which happened a couple times, um, it was mostly just like really small groups instead of being like super packed and crowded. It was just not that Eastern Europe is ever that packed, but you know, it was more like there would be a group of like five of us who would be, be staying at a hostel. And for those like three days that we were all there, we were just like a little community and we'd do stuff together. And like it, it allowed for much more like connection and community while traveling alone, which can get lonely sometimes. Damn, you make me want to just go go to a hostel right now. Like fuck this apartment. Like I want to go. <laughs> me too. Go. I mean, talk <laughs> about a sales pitch if if I haven't heard one before. I mean, that is yeah. You literally I mean, just pitched boiled beer. <laughs> you literally just pitched it. Lee, you're up. I mean, I don't know when it's gonna happen this episode, but you you better give us a strong fucking sales pitch, my friend, for something. I mean, I'm gonna let it happen organically. Oh, and- don't worry. I know. I mean, anyways, Lane. Please, please do continue. So, story. like a week into working at the hostel, maybe, or we were playing Uno one night as we did most nights. And we started talking about how the like southern coastline of Albania is like really beautiful. And they'll, they call it like the Albanian Riviera. And it's like the unknown, not touristy version of like Greek coastline. So we were all talking about how it's such a beautiful country, but because it only recently opened up in like 1992 or 1993 after being communist and completely like locked borders there, it's kind of, it's still hard to get around it. They don't have like huge infrastructure period, but also huge infrastructure for tourism because it's not touristy. Um, And then we were talking about how it'd be fun to do a road trip because the like Japanese Welsh guy had done a road trip a few weeks before and was telling us about what he had done. So we start planning out this road trip we want to do. And we're like, Oh my God, we have to make this happen. We had heard that our, the owner of the hostel knew a guy who could give us cheap car rentals. So we start planning it out. We're like, great. This is going to be awesome. And we talked to, because it was myself and the uh, Argentinian couple who, so we're three of the four volunteers plus a French guy who I had originally met in Macedonia and then a random German girl. So the five of us. I love it. Love <laughs> yeah. It. So I mean, it's the best part of travel. Friendship. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, whoa. Hey, what was that? So then we were like, <laughs> just plowing straight through it. No, it's not even addressing, not even addressing the, the vocal. Sorry. I can't control it. It just comes out of me sometimes. <laughs> So we had to check in with the owner of the hostel because that was going to be three of the four volunteers going. Um, And we also wanted to see if he could get us a cheap car rental from his friend. And he ended up being like, I have two cars, just take one of mine. And we were like, what? Like I had known this guy like four or five days, maybe he was like, yeah, just take my car. I have my other nicer car sitting in the garage at home. That's super (laughs) Busting. Oh my God. Which what? is also crazy for like an Albanian. Like he makes really good money from these hostels, especially considering that it's like maybe seven bucks a night, maybe 10 if you're getting a Jeez. private room. And the fact that he was going to let us use them. And I think part of that is because he had already known the Argentinian couple for like, I think almost two months at that point. So he knew them pretty well. And they were like 28 and i was 
so old 22 yeah. so they were no they were like older and more trustworthy than like a 22 year old he was like i don't trust this one here <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah he was like yeah take my car we were gonna we were like great let's like leave tomorrow so we planned the whole thing out that night the japanese guy timmy he was like that's fine like i'm at the hostel all day anyways i don't mind working all three shifts for three days in a row so super excited off we go the next morning we left at like probably eight or nine in the morning i had my like i don't i forget what it's called but there's an app where you can download maps of certain areas ahead of time so you don't need internet um to use like the gps Ooh, nice um, so I had like, Very you know, handy. made sure I had all of Albania downloaded ahead of time, put it in our destinations and we're in the car and we, <laughs> it's five of us squished into a tiny two door Fiat. Oh yes. A, Love an experience that, that I can European certainly relate car. to. Yeah. I feel like it's a, a little bit of a quintessential European experience. Um, Up close and personal. We're in the car. Who We're got the middle way. seat? Who who had the middle seat? Me. I like the middle seat. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, I arguably. What? So here's the thing, Lee. I arguably, I think the middle seat is key. You just have to know how to play it. I think oh, loads God. of people go, oh, that sucks. Two? Yeah. Shame. Shame that you have the middle seat. I think if you play it right, you can have more space than the two people on the side. I think it really depends on how you sit. You know what I'm talking about, Lane? You're nodding your head like you you can relate. Yeah, I love the middle seat because you also, I just kind of like lean forward. And also <laughs> I love to be part of every conversation. So I'm in the middle of the car and can't be left out of anything. <laughs> you, get, you get the front. If you're tired of the two people that you're sitting between, you get the front. You can lean forward exactly. and chat to the front exactly. seats. Exactly. And you can see the road. And I love like watching. You do get a full, yeah. It's kind of like, a yeah, you're completely right. You get the nice I, first person perspective straight ahead. Yeah. The dashboard cam. I'll argue I wouldn't it forever. Say- um, I wouldn't say that you've convinced me, but I would, or I would say you've given some strong arguments for the middle seat. So we head off, you know, we get in the car, make sure everything's good, shove some bags in what little trunk space we have, which is not much. Um, and we start driving and we're driving out of the city. We're heading first to Girocaster, which is like another it's actually the other part of the UNESCO World Heritage Site that our town was part of. So they're kind of like a combined site. And about 30 minutes into the drive, um, the, the Argentinian girl who's driving, she's like, oh, Lane, you have the directions up, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I got them right here. Um, and she's like, okay, so Miri, who's the owner of the hostel, who's like, Miri and I sat down this morning and he kind of showed me some stuff on a map. And he was saying that sometimes um, like it looks like you can go this one way. That's a lot shorter, but that's not actually a road anymore. So not to go that way. And it like, we, like we should go like, there's like a different way that we should go. And he like showed me what it is. And I was like, okay, well, this is like the way that the GPS is telling me to go. So I feel like it wouldn't send us on a not road. And we were all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's fine. I so, feel like this is literally uh, every single yep. horror movie. This is the beginning of every <laughs> single horror movie. And then you ultimately end up at some cabin in the woods. And... I mean, like, 
telling the story now, this certainly is not the first time I've told this story, but (laughs) having told it other times since looking back, it's kind of like, oh, maybe we should have like texted him or like really stopped the car and like looked at the map and made sure that because she said she was like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember which route he told me to go like in my head because it's Albania. There's one highway. (laughs) Um, And Albania is like really rural. So like it's not like weird that this was happening, but we start driving up into the mountains a little bit and it's just like small mountain villages, not even villages, just like clusters of houses on the side of the road here and there. But honestly, like any road in Albania is like that. (laughs) Um, And then we, the road becomes not paved. It becomes a dirt road all of a sudden, which also like isn't the weirdest thing because Albania does not have a lot of infrastructure. And a lot of these roads are like new within the last 20 years. Um, And so we're just, we slow down a little because it's a tiny car with five people in it. (laughs) And we are driving along. And the German girl, after like, 15 minutes on the dirt road is like, are we sure this isn't the way that he told us not to go? And we were all kind of like, no, but we've made it this far. Yeah. It's like, it's some cost fallacy. You're already here. Like we had already driven an hour. Like we're not going to turn around and the dirt road, like, you know, maybe he thought, Oh, they're all international. You know, she's an American. She's a German. They can't handle a dirt road, but like I'm from Maine. Like that's like half my town. <laughs> Maine's strong. I didn't even say that earlier, but yeah, go Maine. Yeah. It's yeah, nice rep- to have another Mainer on the pod. Rep in. <laughs> so maybe I like, we, I think we were kind of like, Oh, maybe he just thought like, Oh, we're dumb internationals. We can't handle a dirt road. Cause we're not like from Albania. So we were like, this isn't bad. Like if it stays like this, we're totally fine. We can do this for a little longer. We're not going to like turn around at this point. So we're continuing to drive and the road is getting a little bit worse. (laughs) The road is getting a little bit worse. The it's like getting skinnier, like more narrow. And then there's no more houses. So we're just like on the side of a mountain on a not great dirt road. And there's no one else around. Um, Oh no. As I said, horror movie material right there. This does not sound like a great situation to be in. (laughs) So, and like by the road getting by the road getting a little bit worse, I mean it's starting to become less of a road and more of a trail. Um, <laughs> it's like not really like flat anymore. There's a lot of boulders. So we get out of the car because we're like, we should just have like the tiny Argentinian girl drive so that we're not like bottoming out the car and the rest of us will walk <laughs> alongside God. the car because at what? that point we're oh, driving. God. <laughs> We're driving slowly enough that we can walk alongside. Um, And so we're kind of like directing her of where to go so that she doesn't like bottom out the car on a boulder or like get the tire stuck in a ditch or anything. And we're like going, we had kind of passed over the mountain at this point. We're starting to go down and on the other side of the mountain, but it's a range. So it's not like we would have been going down into a valley. It's more just like going onto like a ridge kind of. Um, And it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And we're like, you know what? Clearly this is where he told us not to go, but we've already done it. So let's just make it out to the other side. Yeah, you must be close. By this point, you must be close to the end. There's no way. You just got to rip the Band-Aid off at this point. You just got to carry on. Yeah. I think it was already like 10, 11 in the morning at this point. We were trying to visit these like hot springs outside of the city that we were going to first so we wanted to like get there in time to like 
have the afternoon in the hot springs and then like for dinner time, go to our Airbnb in Girocaster and have the evening there. So we're continuing to go. And then we like kind of round the corner of the mountain and we see ahead is just like mud, just like a stretch of mud on the edge of a cliff. Oh, oh. so we stop and we're like, I see okay, what next? Um, and then there's a little field. So on one side of the road, there's a cliff. And then on the other side, there's like, just like a flat pasture up in the mountains. And this little old Albanian woman comes walking across the field with a bunch of sheep. And so none of us speak oh, Albanian. Oh, you have to carry Madame Soroni up to the, <laughs> the mountain. <laughs> yeah she comes with her riddle no just kidding um so we don't speak albanian it's a very weird language no one really has any reason to speak albanian i you know at that point i knew like hello thank you bathroom and we hear an example of hello thank you or bathroom so thank you is falamanderit and or sometimes they'll just say fala and then uh, good morning or hello, it's like kind of interchangeable, um, is Miramengius. And then oh. I, the other thing I knew, so I left Albania knowing dog commands really well because of the dog at the hostel. So I knew how to say like, hurry and sit and come. <laughs> and so that was not helpful at all. Um, <laughs> sit, woman. Sit, yeah. Sit, yeah. Sit Albanian. Um, a friend and I later joked about how that could help me, uh, pick up an Albanian man and command him. (laughs) Oh, uh, but I did not use that. So, well, I've got one for you next time when you go, or maybe one, the next time we all have the opportunity to go to Albania. Yeah. You You should go. It's a, it's a great place though. Actually, everyone should go to Albania. So, I mean, you're, you're really doing a good job at selling it right now. I mean, it sounds like a really cool experience, despite your current predicament. In, with the car on the side of the mountain, Albania it's a beautiful sounds beautiful like place. A, yeah, sounds beautiful. A Let's phrase hear it. that I think might be really useful though is "amunte pinier berete zier." I can tell you that none of that was pronounced correctly, but I couldn't tell you what it means. <laughs> Duolingo. I'm gonna work on my Duolingo, but it means I'd love to have a boiled beer, please. that's all you need that's all you need i mean unfortunately i didn't yet need that phrase when i was living there because i didn't know about the wonders of boiled beer quite yet that's okay well that's a dark time in your life now everything is so much brighter (laughs) for so many reasons boiled beer being one of them (laughs) it hasn't taken off yet i mean like over here in, in the uk for example right now east coast beers and west coast beers are are so popular Boiled beers are going to take off. Trust me. I mean, it's going to, it's a thing in the future. I'll work on it here in New England. <laughs> yes, please. The, the, the holy land of, of craft beers, to be honest, in New England, arguably yeah. controversial, you know, One controversial of. opinion, but very true. One of the, so this woman comes over and we're like, okay, you know, we've all, all of us in this situation have traveled in enough locations where we don't speak any of the local language to like know that we can figure it out you know none of us are newbies (laughs) um and so I kind of go over and I am trying to signal to her like hey that way is it good you know like kind of pointing down the road and then like giving her a thumbs up and something I should mention right now that I wasn't actively thinking of in this moment is that in Albania head nods are opposite so nodding your head means no and shaking your head means yes oh no Um, that's so confusing which I had learned 
but you know, we're kind of in a little panicky mode, um, just trying to figure out what this woman is saying and not really thinking about that fact. And also she, even though we clearly knew that neither of us spoke the same language, cause she didn't speak a word of English, like probably didn't even know. Hello. She was like talking very loudly and rapidly in Albanian at me while trying to like gesture with her hands. So that's just like really when you're already a little flustered, just so much more confusing. And so I'm just like, okay, like, okay, but I still have no idea what you're saying. And like, she kept getting louder, which was obviously not suddenly making me understand Albanian. And oh, oh, now that you just screamed it in my face, <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. exactly what you mean. Exactly, exactly. Just talk louder um, at me, and I will understand. I will. I understand. mean, that's how it works, right? I definitely just like scream English at people who I know don't really speak English. I mean, yeah, it's it's. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to figure out what she's saying. She has no idea what I'm saying, and probably isn't even really trying. Point. She kind of like pointed to the mud and like put her hand in the mud, and then like pointed down the road and like was like it keeps going you know she gave me that gesture of like mud it doesn't stop so we were like okay so we have two options to either drive this tiny car through this mud pit on the edge of a cliff which we'd already at that point gotten semi stuck in mud but like the four of us could kind of push it out with our body weight oh, geez, um, or we could somehow turn the car around on this path on the side of a cliff and get back up the trail that we had already come down. <laughs> Is your Argentinian friend still in the car at that point? I highly, I yeah. don't recommend doing that. I, yeah. I mean, she had been driving the entire time. Um, oh, like we had, uh, we, we had stopped. So we all kind of got out to discuss, figure out what our game yeah. plan was. We were like, okay, what do we want to do? Like, do we call the owner of the car? Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> But like he is very protective of his car. It's like a big thing to like take very good care of your car in Albania. There's like car washes on every corner and it's a Sunday hobby for anyone who owns a car. So they take great pride in the care of their car. And this car was already covered in mud. Oh no. Um, so we're like, does he know someone? Do we call him? Does he know anyone with like a Jeep that could come just like pull us out? We decide we have to turn around. Like we can't go through the mud. So in turning around, the car is of course slipping and sliding all through the mud. There was like a couple moments where I was like, it is about to go off the cliff. Like we are all sweating, covered in mud, just like pushing the car as the Argentinian girl is trying to drive it. Then we get it to the other side of the trail where it gets stuck in a little mud ditch, have to push it back. Eventually, after like an hour of this, we like get it back going and we make our way back up the trail, just like building, like filling in ruts along the way. There was like one spot where we literally had to like build a little bridge across a um, like a ditch that we had to go over so she wouldn't hit a boulder. And she had to go at it like three times because she kept slipping on the way so she couldn't get in the exact right spot of where we had like filled in the ditch oh no and after like four hours out on this path we got back to the point of the road where we could like comfortably get back in the car and drive and so we ended up having to drive all the way back to barat where we had started to go the other way around the mountains to get to Girocaster. So in reality, we left at like 2 p.m. and got to our Airbnb at like 7 p.m. 
and did not get to go to the hot springs that day. And that's, that's ironic because it seems like that's the exact thing you would need after a stressful day slipping and sliding in the mud is, yes. a, is a nice thermal hot spring bath to, to just, you know, help soothe away all the, uh, the, the stress and anxiety you have built up over this horrible, horrible trip. Did you guys ultimately yeah. get to go to the hot springs? I, I hope you did. Yeah. After. So we ended up, Thank we God. ended up only seeing Girocaster at night. So we decided like that night was our time to explore the city, which is sad because it's like actually such a beautiful city. And we got to see a little bit of that at night, but it would have been nice to like have time there. And then the next morning we spent the morning at the hot springs um, and then continued on to our next destination that afternoon. Sheesh. And thank God you guys didn't slip and slide off the mountain. Uh, I mean, yeah, that was honestly like the second time in my entire life that I have genuinely felt scared for my safety. Like I was, there was moments where I was like, this car is going off the cliff. So that was fun. And And then you would have had to explain to your, your boss what happened to the car. You would have had and, to and what happened to the Argentinian woman? Oh, yeah. Wow, it? Mitchell, you callous, you callous prick! You didn't this even think true. about the person. About the I, I thought that everyone was still out of the vehicle at this point. I thought no, because she had to drive it. Oh, geez, this is true. I would have been it. most stressed about being in that position of driving the vehicle on the side right there. That sounds very stressful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, her her boyfriend was like bright red, drenched in sweat. But then we had a lovely rest of our road trip. We got to drive along the beautiful coastal uh, road up through the mountains of the Albanian Riviera. And of course, on the way home, we stopped and got a thorough car wash and made sure that every ounce of mud was off of that car and the hostel owner to this day, has no idea that that ever happened. Well, until now, hope he's because not an he's avid listening listener. to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't be advertising for this podcast on my Instagram account because he does follow me. Oh my what do you God. mean you're not going to advertise for it? What the hell, Lane? What's his, he, what, he what's follows his me. name? What's his name? Uh, Edmir. Edmir? Okay, don't worry. We'll, we'll look for Edmir on your Instagram. We're going to at him. We're going to we'll at him. We'll at him in. Oh, but it was okay. The car is fine. We made sure nothing was broken. We went under the car and looked at everything. Did we know what we were looking at? No. Did no. it look normal? Yeah. Perfect. There you go. Normal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I've got, the, I've got the lesson here. I feel like I, I've, I really figure this one out it sounds like you know great road trip you know road trips are obviously such a big part of traveling and and seeing places really helps you get down on you know boots on the ground like out out and about and i think at at a at some point the traveling itself gives you such a good time to like look at things as you're in the car for however long but a lesson i think all of the wanderlusters out there can take from this story is um Probably trust the local over the GPS once in a while. (laughs) Definitely always. Yeah. And also like, just trust your instincts sometimes. Like even if we could have gone that way, if we didn't feel like maybe it was a good idea, we should have just turned around then if we knew there was a better way. (laughs) 100%. And we, it's funny you say this because we were actually talking about this uh, a couple episodes ago. Um, mainly just in in regards to just like trust your gut because whenever you kind of you know the moment that you don't listen to your gut 
and you kind of let your guard down, that's when things kind of go south. And it seems like that kind of happened to you guys in this situation, just to just to an, a degree. So definitely trust your gut, it seems like. Would you say a, that there's... A small, small degree. A small, small degree. <laughs> Would you say there are any other lessons you think we, sh- we should be taking away from this story? I mean, honestly, we probably could have even stopped at like one of the little non-villages along the way because there was a ton of people sitting outside their houses as we passed and they were all giving us really weird looks, mainly because it was like five for- foreigners squished into a car, but also probably because they knew that that was a terrible direction to be going <laughs> and why the hell were these five foreigners headed that way? What could they possibly be going yeah. towards? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we could have definitely gotten out of the car and asked someone or just like listened to the German girl when she first was like, are we sure this is this is the way? Uh, so, so the lesson think, is trust the Germans. Trust the Germans. <laughs> oh. um, I would say, though, like. like an actual lesson in that sense is like it's worth the extra like 10 minutes of pulling over the car to just like double triple check everything 100 always told me and you should always listen to your mom listen to your mothers that's it that's the lesson (laughs) that's the overall lesson (laughs) hey you hear me listen listen to your mother you better listen to your mother Every time. Yeah. yeah. Well, but it Lane, was good. it's been so good to see you. So good to hear you. So good to hear the story. I feel like I've learned something. Mitch, I don't know about you, but. Yeah, no, I, I definitely feel like I've, I've taken a couple lessons away. I'm glad that you have been able to live to tell the tale. Uh, and I, I hope that our listeners have also been able to appreciate the severity and the danger uh, involved. And I hope that Thank you all. Thank you so double check and triple check your directions uh when you're going forward also just a little pitch for me i think everyone should be able to read a regular map outside of like using a phone app i think everyone oh, absolutely should... that's fucking stupid that's fucking stu- no no way why would we ever need to learn how to use a map when i have a, a computer more powerful than the thing that took us to the moon in my hands okay but okay but the Fast thing that really gets me <laughs> the thing that really gets me is like when people can't even plug in a location on their like whatever Google Maps, whatever app you use. And like if they have to hit start navigation to be able to navigate from their location to the address they just put in, like you need to at least be able to look at that map and get yourself there yeah. just by having the map in front of you with the location marked. It's just uh, another failure of the American education system. <laughs> yeah, it's like blindly following. We won't blindly follow people. Why would we blindly follow a Lane, device without Lane, a brain? Did you, did you really just say that sentence? <laughs> okay, we, we shouldn't blindly follow, follow people. <laughs> there you go. Ugh. But yes, well, Lane, thank you so much for joining us. Please come back on, jump on. It's always a pleasure chatting with you. I'm sure we, we would love to hear some more stories again soon. It's always a fun time. Thank you for having me. This has been fun and great to talk to you both. I also do have pictures of the car on this trail Ooh. that I can send you. <laughs> so definitely. why don't you we'll definitely send, send those for promos? Yeah, we'll definitely send for promos. Yes. Definitely send those through. And you know what? That would be as as Lee said, maybe we can put those on the Wanderlost Instagram page. Oh, and while I'm mentioning the Instagram page, why don't I put the plug in right now? If you're listening to the podcast, go follow us at Wanderlost Podcast at with two T's. Two T's, with two two T's, T's baby. Uh, on was, Instagram. Was one was one T already taken? 
Um, that's not the that's not that's not the point, Lane. We that's wanted, not the point. we wanted the two T's. The uh, two T's uh, were for creative uh, creativeness. All right, makes it quirky. Easier to trademark. <laughs> it's easier to trademark. We're quirky. We're cool. It stands out. But yeah, go go give us a follow on Instagram. Wonderlost Podcast. Two T's. Uh, and also, you know, maybe what Lane can do is she can send her photos to us to our Gmail account, which is wonderlostpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, two Once T's. again, two T's. Two T's. <laughs> uh, and if you guys have wait, a story. Wait, wait, wait. Is the two T's in podcast or two T's in Wonderlost? Well, that's actually the interesting thing. And it was a oversight on our, on our part. But um, the two T's on the, po- on the Instagram are in the Wanderlost but the two T's for the email are in the podcast. Oh, God I think damn you it. Can, Don't... I think you can change the Instagram to match the email. We might have to do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> We've been steering our audience wrong this entire time. We're missing out on literally thousands of people that went to the Oh, my God. Oh, but yes, uh, go follow us on Instagram. Send us an email if you want to share your own stories. Or if you don't want to jump on the podcast with us, send us your story. We're happy to read it out on the podcast as well. Send us your photos, whatever you'd like. We're here to tell some stories. Here's some fun provide times. Provide great contact, content. We're here to provide, provide great content. Great content. And great contact. <laughs> and great contact. Well, there, soon enough, there will be some great contact. Uh, thank you all for listening. Lane, why don't you give us a, a final send off with some, with some vocals? Please sing us off. Sing us off. Sing us out. Sing us a song. <laughs> sing, sing oh, this is off. so on the spot. Sing the Wanderlust theme song. Just sing us out. Oh, no. <laughs> you got this. You got you this. Sing it. us you out. Sing us out. Wanderlust. That's it. That's, that's exactly it. That was ciao, horrible. ciao, friends. Mm-hmm.